Welcome to episode 33 of Shimmy Cast, the podcast for fans and dancers of Middle Eastern dance. And I'm your host, Anala Robari. So this is a really special show, you guys. Um, there are actually going to be two versions of this show available. That is, if all goes according to plan. <laughs> the first uh, version, or one of the versions, is going to be an audio-only version. Uh, for those of you who have older iPods like mine and who choose to listen to the podcast on your iPod, uh, you will be able to listen to it on your iPod if you get the audio-only version. The other version should, if all goes according to plan, have a really cool video content with it. Um, we're going to be syncing up some pictures to um, the review for this week's show, as well as the music for this week's show. And instead of an article this week, I'm going to be introducing you guys to the ShimmyCast staff. And as they wrote their own bios for the show, and they also submitted an image. So you'll be um, getting an image that goes along with the staff bio so you know what they look like or are a very important image to them as far as belly dancing goes. So this should be really cool if it all works out. Cross your fingers. <laughs> so um, other than introducing the ShimmyCast staff, we have the usual fare of event announcements and questions, um, well, answers to the question of the week. And this week's review is Navel Gazing with Maya, uh, which is an online video workshop. The music for this week's show is from Sarah Alexander and R. Deming. So let's get started with answers to the question of the week. question is what advice would you give to a beginner and Jenny posted this is a dance a dance of continuous learning I started with videos at home about four years ago and a curiosity I'm in my third round of classes and I've danced one show hardly seasoned not quite a beginner maybe I'm a slow learner but I learned something new every single time I play music, dance around my living room, look for something online. My only advice, if I'm even qualified to give it, be like a sponge, absorb it all, bathe in information and practice, immerse yourself in music. It's addictive. It's become part of my life and I love it. Well, thank you for that answer, Jenny. And I think that that totally qualifies you to give an answer and I think it's a very very good answer and very good advice our next question how do you feel belly dance honors women and the experience of women Shannon posted on the forum boards well this is a question with a lot of complicated answers but I'll try to be concise anyway we women are amazing creatures. Maybe the most amazing thing about us is our ability to give. From sympathy, attention, a listening ear, to giving and nurturing life. 
This is what I think of when I think of belly dance as honoring women and the experience of women. Belly dance is all about seeing and using the life-giving part of women, the belly. The belly is central to all the beautiful parts of our lives, the nurturing part, the sensual part, and the maternal part. When I see other women dancing, especially more mature women, I'm always struck by the pride they show in their movements and in their bodies. It's maybe the most feminine and feminist dance form I've ever seen. And thank you for that answer, Shannon. And I, I think my answer is probably very similar to yours. For me, I think belly dance honors women in the way that it is respectful of the body. Any body type can do this dance form and they will bring their own unique beauty to it. Um, it is also respectful of the mechanics of the body. And by that, I mean, it's not an art form that demands the body to move in ways that nature did not intend, such as like ballet or gymnastics or something like that. So to me, belly dance honors the way a woman's body is naturally able to move. And I think that's one of the reasons why people see beauty and sensuality in belly dance when they watch it. And to me, that's very important. As you all know, I have arthritis and because I have arthritis and I have some limitations with the movement of my body because of that, it lifts my spirits emotionally and physically that I can participate in this dance form that is so respectful of the body and the mechanics of the body. And it inspires me that there is an art form out there like that that is so respectful of the body and the nature of the body. And I think that's one of the reasons why belly dance is important to me. And it's how I feel that belly dance honors women and the experience of women. And now your ShimmyCast news. March 9th through 11th, Mystic Mirage's annual Windows to the East 6 with Jim Boaz, Amina, and Mike Radig in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. March 10th, Ziva will be teaching an Indian Fusion Belly Dance Workshop in Willow Springs, Missouri at the Heart Haven Retreat Center. March 11th, Ursula presents the 6th annual The Day the Stars Came Out benefit show for Samaritan House, Virginia Beach, Virginia. March 11th, workshop, Magdi Elysia, Herlin Limburgh, Netherlands. March 12th through 17th, Cassandra's Oriental Dance Intensive Workshop, Minneapolis. March 17th through 18th, Sitamoon and the Tears of Asset presents Jasmine Jahel in workshop and show in Frederick, Maryland. March 19th through the 25th, seven-day level one intensive Egyptian-style dance seminar with Susan in San Francisco, California. March 24th, Jenny's Belly Dance Boudoir presents Killer Zills and Middle Eastern Rhythms with Jenny in Boardman, Ohio. March 24th, American Tribal Style Foundation with Donna Garden in Madrid, Spain. March 24th, Fusion Feast in Kansas City. Teachers are Alira, Elizabeth Austin, 
and Layla Bent Ali. March 24th through 25th, Nadara Jahara and the Jahara Dance Ensemble present Rocks into Spring with Katya of Boston in Fort Worth, Texas. March 31st, Oriental Magic Events in cooperation with Citara Oriental Dance Company presents the first edition of the annual dance fair Magical Tribal, the first Dutch Tribal Fusion Festival with Bazaar, Barter Area, International Performances and Demonstrations, and Free Workshops, combined with an extended edition of Oriental Whirlings, Tribal Nights, a Whirling Oriental Dance Party with free platform and several performances. This event takes place in the halls of Et Tarf Chip in Etenloor, Netherlands. May 19th through 20th, Damefest, that's Dance and Music Exposition, in Bellevue, Washington at Crossroads. And they are looking for volunteers to help with this event, so be sure to go to the forum board. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week, and as always, you can find more information for all of these events on the forum board. So this week's review is Navel Gazing with Maya, an introduction to belly dancing, and it is reviewed by Alexis Sama. And if you will look, there should be a lovely picture. And this is the picture from the website um, where you can find this lovely video workshop. So on with the review. Navel Gazing is a short belly dance workshop that is available free online through Slips and Zoom, which is an internet-based broadcast network. This workshop is broken down into 11 sections that average about three minutes each, meaning even the slowest internet providers should be able to handle loading them. Each section of the program focuses on either a specific area of the body or a specific movement. In the sections that focus on different parts of the body, Maya opts to demonstrate movements instead of teach them. While this is somewhat understandable because of the short time frame allowed, it is still disappointing. Considering that this program is geared towards students who are unfamiliar with belly dance, and it could get frustrating to see someone simply say, you do the movement like this, without any actual instruction. The introduction and closing to each webisode is lengthy and gives the student no new information, making one-third of the program wasted space that could have been much better spent teaching or demonstrating. Please note, however, that this is a problem that all Slips and Doom videos share and shouldn't reflect the artist. The second half of the program demonstrates one movement per webisode and is much more valuable as it gives the student a chance to try the moves for themselves rather than just watch them be performed. The workshop ends with the final webisode giving a short performance that is decent enough, but it may not be the best piece for an audience new to oriental dancing. Overall, I would encourage dancers to go to the website and check the program out if they have some spare time. But it isn't something that very many dancers will want to add to their dance library. And the URL for this online belly dance video workshop is 
trybellydancing.com. This week's first song is Cafe Turk by Sarah Alexander. And I found this song on the Podsafe Music Network. I hope you enjoy. Ich 
And now it's time for emails and feedback. This is an email from a new listener who is getting caught up on episodes. I was just listening to episode number 24 and wanted to clarify something for you. Sorry if someone's already done this. I haven't listened to any episodes past 24 yet. The dance you said that looked like an Irish jig is called a debuck, which is essentially a step hop, walk, walk, step hop dance. They are very energetic and do resemble the Celtic dances we Westerners are more familiar with. The boots, flowing shirts, and pants the men were wearing were very traditional of the Turkish men, though possibly of other ethnicities as well. The troupe I danced with used to perform a show of Turkish Ottoman Empire dances for our local Renaissance fairs, and we wore long overcoats like the one the women was wearing and did a debek. I've seen men doing Turkish debek wearing clothing like the men in that video as well. Thanks again, Jamila Ellensburg, Washington. And I want to thank Jamila for taking the time to email and let us know what that dance was called and give us a little background about it. And now I'm going to go and feverishly look for more information about it on the internet now that I know what it's called. And as you guys might remember, I recently got word from a friend in the Netherlands and we've corresponded some since then. And I wanted to share um, some thoughts from Simon with you. Dear Anella, well, this is why I love the internet. For the first time, we, the common people, have the opportunity to reach beyond our boundaries, national, cultural, and linguistic, and form international communities, cooperations, and friendships based upon the simple sharing of a common passion. Not trying to sound melodramatic, but in a world which seems to be on the verge of Third Crusade, we might be the only ones left with enough love and respect for Middle Eastern culture and a means to communicate independent of language through music and dance, to rekindle the flame of tolerance and rediscover that innate and perhaps even naive attraction only the oldest culture in the world can evoke. Okay, enough philosophy. <laughs> then in the emails, we go back to talking about the website that I told you guys about last time. And Simon's telling me a little more history about the site. The website is only eight weeks old, started on January 1st, 2007. And for registered members, registration is free of charge. We have two international forums, nine hours of streaming video of previous events, over 100 hours of streaming audio, photo galleries, and the first European belly dance chat box. The entire site is published under an attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, Creative Commons license. So if there's anything you might like to use in your show, please do so. If you have any special requests, I've got several friends who are official translators. They're just waiting for someone like you asking for an English translation. Looking forward to the next show. Take care, Simon. So um, I've spent a little more time on the website too, guys. And I just have to say it's really cool. They have a lot of great videos of things. And the audio is really cool. And I'm thoroughly enjoying the photo gallery. I haven't had much time to spend in the chat box or on the forums, though. So 
I'm going to be looking forward to doing that. And maybe some of you can go over and see what's going on and get a better idea of what's going on with the dance in the Netherlands and in other languages if you are good at speaking other languages. And if not, take Simon up on the offer to say, hey, will you translate this page for me? So if anyone has any more comments, suggestions, or feedback, you can send an email, as always, to shimmycast at gmail.com. Post on the forum board at shimmycast.blogspot.com. Uh, you can send an audio. If you want, you can vote for us on Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle and leave reviews on iTunes. And don't forget to sign up on the Frapper map. It's really filling up. It looks cool. So this week, instead of an article, I'm going to take time to introduce the ShimmyCast staff to you guys. That way you can see us, and I'm, I'll probably be posting this like somewhere on the forum, like maybe have a podcast crew page or something like that, and so you guys can go and you can talk to each other there and, and say hi to all the new staffers and thank them for all the hard work that they're doing because they're really helping out with the show and they're doing a really good job of um, getting together some really cool content that I think you guys are going to be really enthusiastic about. And um, I have put these in alphabetical order just because I didn't know what other way to do it. And as I said, if all goes according to plan, you should be seeing a lovely image that will change um, every time I introduce a new person. Some of these are actual photographs of the dancers. Um, some of them are, are, you know, like headshots or pictures of them actually dancing. Um, some of them are images that they picked out because they were inspirational to them as far as this is what belly dance means to me or um, this is just a lovely painting of a belly dancer that inspires me or something of that nature. So I hope you guys enjoy seeing the new staff and hearing about them. First off we have Adira and her love affair with dance began at the age of eight with the typical fair of ballet, tap, and jazz. In college, her palette blossomed to include modern, and to her delight, ethnic dance. The Spanish, African, and East Indian dances stirred the exotic passion in Adira and set her on a journey toward the Middle Eastern dance. When she discovered belly dance, Adira was infatuated by the rhythms and costumes. However, it was the ancient and rich history of the art that kept her attention. Nadira enjoys the companions and exercise that belly dance provides, but above all, she chooses belly dance because it celebrates womanhood in all its shapes and sizes and makes her feel beautiful. Nadira works as a therapist in a local mental health clinic here in Northwest Arkansas, and she enjoys leisure activities, including yoga, the outdoors, and studying Spanish. She is married and has two delightful daughters. Adira is a member of the Meyer Nawal Middle Eastern Dance Troupe, and her dance name means strong and powerful. Alexa Sama first became aware of belly dancing early in high school, 
and finding it to be wonderfully different from the tap and jazz lessons of her youth, has been dancing ever since. Though she often prefers a tribal or gothic approach to the dance, she tries to embrace all the wonderful styles of the dance. She also practices Polynesian dance and explores styles of Asian, Latin, and ethnic dance. There are just no words that can express how much belly dance has blessed her life and has transformed her mind, body, and soul. Inala Rabari has always been fascinated with the history and culture of the Middle East. While obtaining her degrees in anthropology, she took many classes on Middle East culture and learned Arabic. After finishing her master's, the chance to learn Middle Eastern dance came her way and she couldn't resist. Anala has now been dancing for over five years, performing with Meyer Nawal at several community festivals. She made her solo debut at Springfest 2005, and after substituting for Nayo, she decided to take the plunge into teaching two years ago. She has a background in ballroom and Native American dancing. The name Anala Rabari is Hindi for fiery gypsy. Arabella started practicing belly dance in September 2005. She has performed one group dance with cohorts from her class in their teacher's annual showcase and one solo on her own. She irregularly attends classes from two teachers, both of whom focus on cabaret style. She's hoping to find a tribal style teacher whose classes she can also start irregularly attending. The thing she likes best about belly dance is the music. No, make that the costumes. No, make that the history going back thousands of years. No, make that the spiritual connection evoked by watching or practicing the dance. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Delilah has been dancing two years, having started in the fall of 2004. She performed with Meyer Nawal at the Jones Center for Families International Festival and at Springfest on Dixon Street. She has since enjoyed showing off her photo album of the experience. Delilah loves belly dancing because it's fun and good exercise. She has met some wonderful new friends and just has a lot of fun dressing up and having fun hanging out with the troupe. Alenia Malente recently returned to Mayer and Wall with her daughter, Samara Amar, who you guys know as Princess Yana, but she just decided to change her name. So now it's Samara Amar. <laughs> she started belly dancing because she likes to try new things and thought it would be a good way to get in shape. Over the four years that Alenia has been dancing, she has realized the best aspect of belly dancing is the sense of self-esteem and self-acceptance she has gained from it. She was proud to share this aspect with her daughter when her daughter decided to start dancing with her mom. Alinya has found dancing with her daughter to be a rewarding experience as this common love has brought them closer together. Some of her other hobbies include sewing, stitchery, cooking, and crafting. Jennifer Ray was infected by the belly dance bug in 1988 and has happily not yet found a cure. After a graduate school enforced hiatus from dance, she attended a workshop that featured American tribal style in 2002. This was the dance that re-sparked her imagination, zeal, and love of shiny things. She was particularly attracted to the Fat Chance belly dance style, with her emphasis on group improvisation, poise, and discipline. 
She visited the studio in 2003 and met Carlina Noricchio and the members of Fat Chance Belly Dance. The incredible spirit and grace of the dancers inspired her to dedicate herself to American travel style and audition for the Fat Chance ATS teacher training program. Jennifer completed the program in 2006 and is proud to be the first certified Fat Chance ATS teacher in Canada. Lola S. Batwing Lee is new to belly dance after years of hemming and hawing. She just decided to go for it. Lola likes to find weird and funky music to dance to and will often belly dance to anything. She is a full-time writer and has independently published two books. Lola also makes natural perfumes. And Lola even has her own website that you can check out at kittenology.com. Marrakesh took her first belly dance class 10 years ago at the ripe old age of 32 after a lifelong fascination with the, quote, exotic East. She performs in student showcases and nonprofit events and has recently started performing to live music. She appreciates all forms of belly dance, cabaret, traditional, folkloric, tribal, fusion, gothic, and reads voraciously about the history, culture, etc. surrounding the dance. Out of all the benefits of this dance, she most appreciates the friends she has made and the feeling of belonging to a very special community. Nayo started belly dancing when she was 17. At 19, she took a brief hiatus of 17 years and came back to dancing in 1998. She dances for the fun and creativity of it, as well as the exercise. She's been teaching for seven years and choreographs all her own solo routines and some of the troupe routines. She's co-founder of the Mayer Nawal Troupe, and her other hobbies include sewing and knitting, which she puts to use in making her own costumes. Nayo is a New Zealand Maori name that means reflections on the water. Ryan is an unofficial roadie for the Mayer and Wild Troop and a technical advisor for Shimmingcast. He often jokes about someday starting the Mayer and Wild Men's Auxiliary. He has degrees in mathematics and computer science and works as a software developer. Ryan doesn't dance, but when he tries People typically react by offering medical assistance. And I just want you guys to know, I did not write that about my husband. He wrote that about himself. <laughs> but he's a sweetie and he does a lot of great work for the podcast, helping me keep it up and going and figuring out how to, you know, put video to the audio and everything. So there you guys go. That is the current ShimmyCast staff, and they are putting together some really great stuff for you. Um, I'm not going to spoil everything, but I want you to know we have some tribal style articles coming up. We have a lot more great reviews on DVDs and CDs and books coming up that these girls have been writing. There's just fantastic Um we're also going to be debuting a new segment soon. I'm not going to tell you about it because I want it to be a surprise, but we'll be doing that hopefully in the next month. Um, we're still developing it. Actually, two new 
the segments that we're developing. And that's all I'm going to say. You just have to wait on pins and needles to find out what these things are. So like I said, I'm going to get together a podcast crew section of the forum board. So then you guys can um, see all these great ladies. You can reread their bios and everything and really get to know them and feel free to post messages specifically to them if you want to because um, they're really doing a hard job and and they're making the show fantastic in ways that I could never do by myself so a big thank you to all of you guys who are now helping with the show and making it so special and so informative for the entire belly dance community and it's really awesome that you guys are volunteering your time to do this and I just want to publicly thank all of you and let all of the listeners know how much I appreciate you guys because y'all are awesome okay so before we get into tears all over that love fest let's get on to the question of the week so the question for this week is where do you buy supplies to make costumes and I'll admit this is coming from a totally selfish part of myself uh I make a lot of my own costumes and previously I have actually bought a lot of my materials as far as trims and sequins and beads and most importantly fabric at Walmart stores and for those of you who don't know Walmart is going to be discontinuing their fabric department um, they're getting rid of all cut fabrics and in some cases they're also getting rid of um, their floral um, selection and yarn if any of you are knitters or crocheters out there they're getting rid of their yarn and a bunch of other stuff and they're leaning the departments more towards um, party supplies and things of that nature they're keeping like all the bridal supplies and cake making supplies and things like that but um, pretty much all other crafts and fabrics are going to be gone and I can tell you all of this with the utmost confidence because one my mom works as in the fabric department at a store in Little Rock and they told her department in January that they were closing um, she's not losing her job they're you know still keeping her on because they are changing the department to I think it's I think they're calling it um, the life celebration department or something like that because like I said it's gonna be mostly party supply type crafts and things like that um, also my one of my local stores they've just closed the fabric department in it um, Tuesday they called the department and told them to put everything on sale for 50% off and I went Wednesday to try to stock up on fabric and um, pretty much the it was already all bought out <laughs> the fabric was gone so um, I need to know where to get supplies because <laughs> I want to continue to make my own costumes so if you guys have any suggestions on where to get supplies um, I would appreciate it if you guys are upset as I am about this there is an online petition to that uh, they are sending to Walmart 
to try to save the fabrics department. And you can call the Walmart home office to let them know your opinion, which is 1-800-WALMART, believe it or not. And, um, and I usually try, don't try to do political, you know, stuff on the show or anything like that. And I try to keep it very much focused on belly dancing and everything like that. But I do know that everybody in the belly dance community around here, um, that's like our biggest place to go and get supplies for costumes and stuff. And that's the only reason why I'm mentioning it. Um, cause I'm kind of assuming that some of you guys are in the same way as well. And I didn't know if you knew already, I mean, maybe some of you are already left, already lost your fabrics departments and you also need to know where to get supplies, or maybe you didn't realize that you could be in danger of losing your fabrics departments and you needed to know so you could go sign this petition or call Walmart and be like, don't take away my fabric. So at any rate, just let us know, where do you get supplies from? To answer, you can send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com or go to our forum board at shimmycast.blogspot.com and feel free to answer previous questions. We'll always use them for the show. And finally, it's time for the second music pick of the week. This is Shambhala by Our Domain. And I got this from the Pod Safe Music Network. I hope you all enjoy. And until next time, this is Anala Ravari saying shimmy on.
thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast@gmail.com, and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.